What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Anna Creates Podcast. My name is Alex Krotz, and I am your host. And today, I have a um, a topic that, well, I don't know. Maybe it's controversial. Maybe it's not. But to me, this is how I think. And I touched briefly on this in my recent episode about a post-record label music industry. So I'm expanding on part of what I said in that. And this is about streaming and why streaming, if you look at it the right way, and this is a mindset shift, which I'm going to talk you through a little bit, but why streaming actually creates opportunities that help the music industry and help small artists. So most people still have this mentality that streaming is what's keeping indie artists down. It's not allowing them to make livings. It's not allowing them to do anything. They don't pay us enough. They've robbed record sales, all this kind of stuff. However, that isn't really the the case. Well, it's not, okay, it's not the full story, frankly. Um, It's not the whole picture in terms of what they've done for the music industry, what opportunities they've created, and what actually really transpired. Uh, And a lot of people don't want to admit it because a lot of record labels don't want to admit it. Um, And like I've kind of said before, record labels are behind. But in the modern age, streaming is here. Streaming is here to stay. So, Frankly, I like to look at it in a way that is more about the positivity of it because it's not going anywhere. That's got nothing to do with the music industry itself. It's just societal. At this point, people are used to paying 10 bucks a month to get unlimited music. That's just what they're used to. Back in the day, yes, we would pay 10 bucks for a CD for one artist for 12 songs or less, um, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks for a CD. But Times have changed, and you know people still do buy a lot of records. They, they they buy downloadable records. They buy vinyl. They do buy things, um, which I'll get into. But streaming is here to stay. Streaming is not going anywhere. So we might as well embrace it a little bit and kind of understand what opportunities it actually brings to the table uh, because it's it's here. So this is expanding. If you haven't listened to my recent episode about a post-record label music industry, go check that out because this kind of builds on that a little bit. Um, so that would be a good preemptive one. Or go, go listen to it after this. I guess they don't really need to go uh, in order or anything. But anyway, so this is what I'm going to talk about today and the the streaming, the opportunities that streaming actually creates and how to think about it in a positive light and use it as a small artist, as an engineer and producer who is working with small artists or medium artists or really any artist that isn't Drake, Rihanna and The Weeknd, um, <laughs> pretty much you can utilize streaming to your advantage. It's just about how you think about it. So first of all, to start though, before I get into any of this, I do want to have a bit of a disclaimer on here before I get a whole bunch of hate mail and just put out there that I, yes, I am not okay with the way streaming does treat artists in the sense that they don't pay enough. They don't pay as much as I think they should and they could. Uh, actually, within the last little while, Apple has actually announced their new move to one per stream or the fact that they've been doing it for a while and they've actually come out with this and I hope this does that's almost double what Spotify pays by the way um, and I'm, I'm going to link some of that in the show notes. So go check that out as well as it's going to be in the newsletter this month. So be sure to go subscribe at anacreates.ca for the newsletter. It's kind of more of a knowledge hub and not just a newsletter anymore. But anyway, so they've come out and said, we're doing one cent a stream and that's Ha- uh, double what Spotify pays, and Spotify is the biggest one. 
But I, I by no means think that Spotify is paying enough. I think that one cent a stream is kind of minimum. But I also understand the economics of business and that they are running businesses. But as a society, it should be we should be okay with actually paying more than ten bucks a month for basically unlimited music. Now there are different ways that we can kind of better support our artists than just listening to them through streaming. Streaming is not the best way to support artists, as I'm going to talk about. But it is something that artists get now i i so i am just i am kind of giving this disclaimer that i am not okay with streaming i'm not saying streaming is the you know the the final solution this is that's it it's perfect i don't think it's perfect i think it's got a long way to go but at the same time it's not going anywhere hopefully it changes things are changing within it and i hope they change for the better for artists themselves not for record labels not for the major labels not for the major artists but for the smaller artists and the medium level artists the working class artists so to speak but i just had to kind of say that right up front that i'm not totally okay with it but i do look at the more positive side of things i do look for the opportunities in this and i'm a very positive person i do look i try to look at the silver lining in anything um, and that's what i try and share because i know a lot of people don't see that necessarily but that's how i see a lot of the world that's how i see a lot of things and you know to my detriment in you ask some of my friends so um anyway i just had to get that out of the way so first of all when we think about streaming People often think, and this is this is a common thing, is that streaming wrecked the music industry. Streaming destroyed music sales. But that's actually not really the whole picture. It didn't help record sales. I'm not going to say it helped record sales, but it itself didn't actually destroy record sales. It, the Spotify and, and other streaming services were actually kind of a band-aid on the industry that helped artists make any kind of money and stopped the rapid decline in the music industry that was already happening. Record labels like to blame it on streaming services, but in reality, what was actually killing uh, record sales before that was actually illegal downloading and file sharing. That was a new thing that was rising with the internet and streaming came in at the right time because certain people thought this is not good. This is illegal. People are sharing it and nobody's making any money. Somebody buys it once, shares online, the artist makes absolutely no money. So streaming had to come in and, and Spotify kind of prevailed. They weren't the first, but they prevailed and are the popular one nowadays. But I remember using Rhapsody back in the day and Napster was a bit of a, that, that one to me I think was a bit more shady, but anyway... It wasn't like LimeWire and like Pirate Bay and ways that people could actually literally download stuff for free illegally. Um, and I'm sure many of these things are still around. But streaming came in in the music industry and kind of put a Band-Aid on it and stopped it from completely destroying artists and the fact that they were making no money. Because file sharing was just so easy. Uh, illegal downloading was so easy. So streaming had to come in or some technology had to come in to make it legal and make some money out of it. And But they had to make it so that the, there was enough money to actually pay, art, pay artists, but not too much money that people would just say, well, yeah, sure, but I'm not going to pay 50 bucks a month because it's just as easy for me to download it for free. Um, so I'm just going to keep doing that. They had to make it enticing where the easy, fast, frictionless service that streaming provided was was not uh, because it's it wasn't that much more tight like that much easier and fast and frictionless compared to some of these illegal sharing uh, sites at the time. They had to make it so that that was enticing enough that it was worth the ten dollars or a, a, a price at 
which people would go, yeah, that's worth 10 bucks for me to save hours on getting that music. I'm just going to easily pay for it. It's legal. I don't have to worry and blah, 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 blah. And it's simple. It's right there in my library. So that's where streaming actually came in. They made file sharing seem like a pain. And this was just so much easier for a cost that was worth it because 120 bucks a year for all of your music that you could ever think of was right there and the algorithms to share stuff and all sorts of stuff. And at the beginning, there wasn't a whole lot of this. There was just, you could find anything and play it. So anyway, so, so, so my point is, is that streaming didn't actually kill the record industry. If we had left it go, if we had just said, nope, streaming's terrible, nobody's going to subscribe, we would be probably making absolutely no money anymore because because file sharing would have taken over and it was already in rapid decline before that. Nowadays, actually sales for CDs and, and, and downloading, uh, you know, stuff like iTunes and whatnot that came in, iTunes was in there and that made it easier, but it was still, you still paid 10 bucks for a record. So a lot of people would just go illegally download it to try it out and see if they liked it before they would buy it, but then they would have it already. So then they would just not actually buy it because they would kind of forget because they already had it. It was this weird thing where downloading was becoming a thing, legal downloading, where you actually paid for it through iTunes, like online stores were becoming a thing, but so as file sharing was rising. So we had this, you know, this exchange of, we're not buying CDs anymore, but we're still buying the music to, well, it's being shared illegally. So that's not helping anybody make any more money. So streaming came in and was that middleman. And I just wanted to really put that out there because a lot of people blame streaming, but forget about all of those illegal sharing and file sharing apps. And a lot of people today forget that that was a thing or didn't realize it was a thing, but that was actually where a huge drop off of music sales went when file sharing and internet speeds got up to stuff that you could actually do that reasonably fast and painless and effortlessly. Streaming then came in when the technology was ready at that point because they could stream music and have you actually listen to music without it just glitching every two seconds. Um, so it came in right at the right time to save that part of the music industry. Now, another thing that people say is that you can't make a living off of Spotify. You can't make a living off of streaming. And to a degree, yes, they don't pay enough. And I already said I don't agree with that. However, a lot of the same people that say that are also the same artists that don't really think about the fact that back in the day, they wouldn't have been able to make a living off of their record sales either. So, you know, at least now you have some revenue. Um, maybe it's not as much as your 500 CDs that you would have printed and sold at your shows, but it's something and you don't have to do anything for it. You don't have to put any money into it to begin with. When you have record sales, people don't really think about this because not a lot of people make them anymore. You have to actually upfront cost, you know, $2,000 or whatever it is, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks to make these CDs. Then you have to sell them to make some profit. So if it's five bucks a CD to make it and you sell it for 10, well, you have to actually sell half the CDs you made to pay off the, just the initial cost, let alone make a profit. So you're not also making a living off of that. You know what I mean? So streaming, you can't make a living off of it, but you wouldn't, those same artists wouldn't been able to make a living off of the record sales themselves. So that's a moot point in some senses where it, again, streaming didn't steal your record sales <laughs> in that way. So that really leads me to why and how streaming helps because it's for those artists, the, the, the big artists in the world, they can still sell records. They still sell thousands and thousands and thousands of records. They still physical records, physical vinyls, physical CDs, everything. Um, it's the small artists that 
would what weren't actually selling that before anyway and now can at least make some revenue off Spotify but there are other ways that this really really helps so if you think about it back in the day those same artists that are like well we can't make a living off Spotify they stole the record sales when you were a, a up-and-coming band you know back in the day when record sales were still a thing you were playing your local shows your local bars your local whatever with your local bands you had to make an audience there. You had to get people to come out to your shows to buy your records. You probably weren't getting a distribution deal. If you weren't on a record label, you were not, there's a small chance you were, which means your CD wasn't in stores, uh, which means that people still had to seek them out to find you, which means that they had to find you, decide they liked you based on a show or something that you had to get them out to somehow to make them a fan, to actually get them to purchase your CD, which isn't a living of a living wage. If you, you know, like I said, had to sell half of them to just recoup the costs of what you did for manufacturing. Obviously, there's a very oversimplified version of the math, but nowadays you have more opportunity than ever for exposure. And I know artists hate the word exposure, but in streaming, you can make some kind of money off of your streams and get exposure to so many more people, like so many more people, which allows you to create more fans and get more people out to your shows because people can kind of test run your music and you'll actually find people that like your music. Back in the day, the way that people would hear about you and hear your music and decide, I like these guys, I'm going to buy their record and buy their t-shirt is by going to your show. If they either were there because you were with a band that they already liked or friends of theirs, or if they heard you on the radio, if you were lucky enough to have radio play or something like that, that's how they would hear you. That's how they would kind of test run your music and decide, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to purchase the record. Nowadays, people can test run your music while you make half a cent or a cent per stream. They can listen to it all they want. They can get attached to you without having to spend a whole ton of money up front and decide that they actually didn't like your record. And then you get frustrated people who the record wasn't made for them. Now you can find those fans that actually really enjoy what you do through these streaming services, because that's one of, of Spotify, especially really big, enticing, uh, technological advancements is their algorithm. You know how, when you listen to something on Spotify and it just starts playing stuff related to it that you might like, and that's how you find new artists. That's exactly for an artist you are also in the, in that machine, which means people are finding you somehow as well. It's not just your 10 friends and your family. It's a whole plethora of other people that Spotify is now putting it in front of. And it knows that they're going to like it because of the fact that they know what they like already. So the algorithm has been training. So when you put stuff in there and your few fans actually listen to it and it'll expose you to more people. That's so amazing. It also helps you as an artist find other artists that are like you because your fans and people who like those artists, the algorithm once again shows you who they also listen to, which means you can find other artists that are similar to you to collaborate with, to go on tour with, to play shows with. If there's more local bands like that to get shows and people already know they like your music, which means they'll actually come to your show and pay the cover charge or the ticket price or whatever it is. If you're a small artist, getting people to do that is tricky. But if they already know they like your music, they want to come and support you. They want to pay that $10 cover charge to come into your show and actually see you live because they know they like your music. And that's something that streaming helps with. Before, they'd have to pay 10 bucks just to try your record out. There was no really other way to hear your music besides the radio, you know what I mean? So 
It actually gives you exposure. It gives you marketing. It gives you it gets you in front of those people who are actually going to really enjoy exactly what you do. You are allowed to be authentic and don't have to bow to record labels to put you in front of people. You can do it yourself with the simple thing that everybody uses, which is streaming services. And at the same time, it literally gives you some revenue. There's some form of revenue. There might not be a lot, but there's some form of revenue of some description illegal downloading or sharing it just to get people exposed to your music generates nothing. But streaming generates something, and hopefully it can actually generate something significant. But again, for a small artist, it should not be thought of as the sole source of your income. If you didn't have streaming and you were selling records, that also would not have been the sole source of your income. So, you know, you got to think about that as well. That'll go a little bit further in a second. But basically, the world is bigger than ever because there's more and more people that can be exposed to your music, but smaller than ever at the same time because more people can find your little bit of music and that they really resonate with and become a true fan of yours in some other part of the world that you're never have been to, have never put a record out there in, you know, a CD would never have made it that far. You'd never have played a show there. You now have, can have fans across the world all over the place due to this marketing platform that is Spotify or Apple Music or any of these streaming services. And as they said, and I've I've said this before as well, but you need a thousand true fans. And nowadays, you know, if you have if you have a thousand true fans, a thousand fans that spend $10 a month with you or $100 a year even. That's less than 10 bucks a month. $100 a year. A thousand fans that spend $100 a year with you. That's over $100,000 a month. Now that, that is a living wage. Now, you know, you can dumb that down. 500 people that spend 10 bucks a month with you. You know, now now we're looking at, at 50K a year. That's a good salary. That's not streaming, but it's still a good salary. It can be a good income. And a thousand people is not hard with the vast amount of people on the internet. That is not hard to achieve. It really isn't. And 10 bucks a month is not that difficult if people actually really resonate with you. And they're going to resonate with you because they can actually hear your music now without first putting up the 10 bucks. They like what you do. They become connected to you and then want to give you $10. They probably want to give you more than $10. They want to keep giving you money because they are now fully committed to you. They, they love what you do and they're true fans of yours. And the reason I'm saying this is that streaming now allows you to be able to find those fans easier than ever. Before, if you if you had you know your CD and you put it in the local CD store, you would be among a million CDs just on the shelf. And the chances of five people buying it were pretty slim, unless they were your friends and knew it was there already. Pretty slim to look at it and go, yeah, I'm going to buy this. This looks like it would be great. That doesn't didn't really happen. Nowadays, people can do that. They see it and it, it gets literally put up in front of them they see the ads they see the the spotify putting it in front of them because they because spotify thinks that they'll like it and they can click on it no harm done if they don't like it they just move on if they like it they might become a true fan of yours that ends up being a really big part of your career so basically it's easier than ever for artists to be able to have that to find their crowd to find their fans in this sea of people it's never been this easy to have that level of marketing and exposure and reach to find your fans literally across the world so that's really cool and i think that that is something that people kind of forget about spotify if you think about it 
as a marketing tool. So to me, this whole thing is kind of a mindset shift. Instead of thinking that it stole sales and instead of thinking that that should be what provides you with a career and with revenue and should you know make you have a living wage, which there are artists that can make a living wage just on streams. That is possible. Obviously, you have to have a lot of streams for that, but it's possible. But for every other artist, it gives you exposure. It gives you that marketing platform to find fans that then get into your ecosystem. And if you shift your mindset a little bit, you have to think more like a business now. Because as an artist, you get them in through the marketing of Spotify and through the marketing of your music to get them in to buy things. Nowadays, it's actually almost like the music is the marketing tool for other things. And this is where the shift is happening. This is where the change in the music industry is happening because they have to think about other things that their fans would like. They have to kind of create a movement around their message that they're trying to portray with their music, their their whole vibe that they're sending to the world. What are they trying to achieve? What do they want people to follow them to think? All that kind of stuff. Give your fans something to support you with. You need that because streaming is not going to do it. If they listen to your stuff a million times, maybe you'd make a living, but typically that's not going to happen. So they need to be able to support you in another way. And a lot of people are willing to give money to creators and artists that they like, but you have to give them the opportunity. Not, Not many people like to just give them money. They want something in return to show, to feel like they're supporting them, to show that they're supporting them, to be able to spread the message further. So that's why merch is a great thing because if I if I buy some t-shirt from some small artist and I see somebody else wearing a t-shirt from that small artist or I see somebody else wearing it and I, I haven't even bought it, I instantly can connect with that person and go, oh my God, you know this small artist as well. And that's what you have to create. You have to create a community around your music. You have to create this business mentality to be able to give them something else besides just your music. Your music is actually a a marketing piece of marketing material almost for everything else, even though your music is what you think as your product it's almost not anymore in that same sense. And it's, that's where the weird mind shift has happened, but you need people to come into your message and your music is a great way to get them to come into that. It's a unique way to market because there's not a lot of like marketing in general does not teach us that in, in traditional marketing nowadays, they don't show us that they don't talk about that because nobody's marketing music as the music is the marketing thing. It's always visuals. It's always the products. It's whatever, but we're using music to market other products, not just the music itself. So you're not selling your music in that way. And that's where I think the kind of the hang up comes where people, why people think that they should be able to make a living off of streaming, but they really, that's not where it's at anymore. And if you can get around that, then you can create a very viable business. Like I said, a thousand people that pay you a hundred dollars a year. That's a couple t-shirts and a record and a couple shows. Let's say that's not a lot for them. 10 bucks a month is, is not much if they really truly love what you do and Spotify and streaming gives you the opportunity to get a hunt in front of a hundred thousand people. Let's say if a thousand of them act every year, actually pay you a hundred bucks, which is not a lot. Again, that's not a huge, huge number. You can make a good living. You can make a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a 
that is a very good living, especially if it's your music that you're doing on the side. You know what I mean? So basically, as long as artists can think differently, think a little bit more like a business and use the music itself to actually be a marketing tool and, and use streaming services as a marketing platform to get more people in and more people exposed to their message and their music and want to support them. They get them in to want to support them and then give them some way to support them. Give them things they can buy, things they ways that they can support them, live stream shows that they pay tickets for or shows that they pay tickets for. You got to think globally as well because Spotify and, and all these streaming platforms are global, which means your music is now not just in front of people in your local area as it would have been back in the day. So your biggest thing was get them to a show. Nowadays, you have to think, I have to go to them. I might not have a whole bunch of fans in one area. I might have a whole bunch of fans scattered across the world. So I need to do things in this digital age, utilizing the technology that's around. And that's, you know, the pandemic, as crappy as it was, and as, as much as it took away a lot of things that musicians do and live shows and touring and tons of stuff, it did kind of highlight that message that use the internet to get in front of your fans that are all across the world. There's tons of artists that are now playing live streaming shows to people all across the world in places they never would have been able to actually go and play a real live show. It just wasn't economical at that point because it costs a lot of money to go on tour. And now you can play a live show and people are experimenting with better ways to play shows online on the stream in the streaming world at the moment. And I think that's got to continue because now you can reach that global audience that Spotify and streaming services are giving you. They're giving you all of those people. Millions of people have access to your music if they want it. Millions of people, it's getting served to so many people. Your music is now in front of so many different people. You need to be able to capitalize on this and thinking like a business, that is is how you're going to do it and, and allow those people to support you in other ways. So in conclusion, and, and where I want to summarize this is that Spotify was a bit of a band-aid on the already crashing music industry in some senses, and it really actually helped. And now it has given us so many opportunities with so much more exposure and the ability to find fans in so many different places that we never would have before. You know, back in the day to get marketing material in a record store beside your CD, you wouldn't have been able to do that unless you were a major label or you're, you know, the local hero superstar in your local store. Besides that, you, would, you wouldn't have been able to really do that. And nowadays, you know, if all of the music that's out there in the world now from all these different artists was in a record store, it'd be like, it would be huge. It would be a massive, massive CD store. So that's just not feasible. It's just not available. There's so much music and Spotify helps you and these algorithms help bring you and put you in front of the people that actually want to hear your music to actually help you find new fans. So as long as you embrace that, as long as you utilize that and give them some way to help support you, help them help you. You know what I mean? That's the important part. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that this is just easy now that the technology exists. There's so many different services. There's so many different helpful features that streaming services have that different services are out there to help you with your marketing, with ads, putting things in front of people for cents. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things and I'm not saying it's easy, but if you put in the work, as though it's your job, if you put in a few hours a day to really learn these tools and really learn how they can work for you and, th and, and think about this mindset shift of the fact that your, your music is, can be used as a marketing tool to help you out 
to get a career, you know, you can do some amazing things and, and really hone in on exactly what you like to do. You can create the music you really like to make and it'll be put in front of the people that really want to appreciate it, that really like it. And nowadays that's more prominent than ever. So as long as you put a couple bucks in, frankly, and a lot of time and an effort into doing this, which you, were, you would have already done anyway, to make a career for yourself, it's more possible than ever to be able to make a career in today's day and age with all this technology. And it's more possible than ever to have a fan base that spans the globe thanks to streaming. And it's more possible than ever to have people that are diehard dedicated to your music without ever actually having to buy it. So they get more invested in it and now want to support you because they really truly believe that you are amazing and that they love what you do. So you're creating super fans before they actually even have to purchase things. So it's been shifted around before people would have to buy the music, listen to it a bunch of times and then become a fan to want to buy the next record. Nowadays, people can listen to the music and then want to buy everything and anything you put in front of them um, and support you in so many different ways. You just have to think of what those different ways are. So I hope this got you thinking. I hope this kind of opened your eyes to the fact that streaming services are not terrible, that they actually have given us so many different opportunities and are actually widening out the music industry so much more than we've ever had before. And more and more artists can make a living off of their art than ever before in today's music industry and record labels are losing their grip as I talked about in the other episode about a post record label industry which goes hand in hand with this so if you haven't checked that episode out I would highly recommend going to check that episode out because it goes really hand in hand with this one but that is it for this episode guys thank you so much for listening if you haven't subscribed go subscribe on your favorite podcasting app this podcast is anywhere podcasts are found so go subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes I will see you in the next one until then always be creating.